hello people welcome back to the safe basement um i hope you guys are fine <laughs> but anyways um today i have with me a special guest so he's just going to introduce himself and tell us what he wants us to know about him and then we'll go from there Evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Harrison Yachi. I'm uh, a budding lawyer and uh, a personal development enthusiast. I'm a writer, a public speaker, and um, basically, I have a um, passion for the political arena. And um, I'm out to make a change. Actually, I'm out to make a change in my world, in whatever way possible, wherever I find myself. So I think basically that's what's to be known about me. Okay. Um, so today, uh, we are going to be talking about basically how to navigate politics as a Christian youth. And I think for the longest time, Christians have been kind of iffy about politics. But I think around 2020 or like 2019, people started having this awakening that, okay, it's important for um, Christians to also get into politics and then we have stopped looking at it like a taboo. It's no longer for just the dirty people in quotes. We Christians can also go into politics. But before that, um, how do you define or how can you define politics? Because I know it's a broad word, but how can we make it simple for our listeners to understand Okay, I think um, basically the, the, the most basic elementary definition of politics that I can uh, bring to the table now is simply um, politics has to do with the activities that, um, are, that surround a move that people make towards getting power okay. or the activities that surround the acquisition of power and uh, in any organization, basically. That's... Okay. The activities that surround the acquisition of power, uh, allocation of scarce resources okay. in any given entity, be it a nation, be it um, an organization, be it uh, a state or whatever it is. So you, you see people at various points in time are trying to make moves. You see people at various points in time trying to do things that would ensure that they, be, they become the power brokers, okay. those who wield power. Uh, in any given organization. So that's how I would like to define politics, the activities that surround the acquisition of power, the management of power, okay. the allocation of power, the use of power in any given organization. We find that in the church. Yeah. We find it in the society. Mm -hmm. We find it playing out even in schools. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, when you approach it in that manner, because he who has the power will definitely uh, call the shots mm -hmm. financially, will call the shots um, in every sphere mm. that is that has to do with any organization. Okay. So that is the basic definition of politics. Okay. So why do you think Christians have shied away from politics for the longest time? Uh, why Christians have shied yes, away for the longest time? That, that question has been at, on the front burner Okay. of discourses over the last few years yeah. or over the last few decades. Mm -hmm. It's only of late that you found Christians have become courageous enough to step up into the arena. Yeah. But I think um, one of the reasons I could adduce to that fact is um, 
is um, the way politics is played, the manner in which politics is played, most especially within our client. Yeah. There is this uh, approach to politics that is basically seen. We Politicians within our client see politics as a primitive, as a, a venture for primitive acquisition mm. of wealth. Okay. Yeah, you get so... I think that's one of the reasons. So that has made Christian see it as a thing that is dirty, mm. a thing that is unconsecrated, yeah. and it has made them scared to step into the arena because of the fear that they will become contaminated, or they will mm. lose their ordination, mm. or they will lose their their the call upon their lives. You understand? Okay. You know the Bible speaking. The Bible says that come out from amongst them and be ye holy. Mm. And um, I think many people have not interpreted that scripture properly okay. because the Bible still, the same Bible still speaking, tells us that what we are in the world but not of the okay. world. Yeah. So there is a possibility of you being part of this political arena, mm. you being part of the the politics, but not playing it the way they play it. Okay. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because politics. Uh, is in a way it's a game mm-hmm. um, but it depends on how you played mm-hmm. whether you're playing dirty or whether you're playing clean okay. whether you're playing viciously or whether you're playing honorably so i think that has kept many christians away and in a way um i think that's just kind of like a layer to okay. it because the main thing i think the main thing that has shrouded it has been ignorance okay yeah my people perish for lack of what knowledge knowledge so many people have lacked knowledge about what is required of them mm. you get many people have also lacked knowledge about the ordination upon mm. their own lives there mm. are many people whom god has called god has called out mm. and he has giving them the giftings of because politics is leadership yeah you get when you step into the arena you are expected to be a leader mm. but many people do not understand many people do not know the ordinations that are upon their life they mm. do not know the callings upon their life mm-hmm. you get you are perhaps there could be a situation of you being called to to be a liberator okay. but your own call to liberation is not that that falls within the context of an evangelist mm-hmm. or that falls within the context of a pastor. Yeah. Your own call could be that which falls within the context of a politician, of a national leader, a mm-hmm. national figure mm-hmm. that will put his people out of the shackles of poverty, out of the shackles of um, economic downturns, mm-hmm. out of the shackles of corruption. Mm-hmm. We, get, we, we see examples of such men are replete in scripture, you could mm. see that in the person of David. Mm. You could see that in the person of Nehemiah. Yeah. You could see that in the person of Moses, Joshua. Mm. You get. So at the end of the day, uh, it's it's a question of where do you fit into? Where have you been called? What yeah. have you been called to do? Mm-hmm. So when Christians begin to have this understanding, I think they will, they will understand better. The Bible speaking in Romans says that creation waits for the endless manifestation of the sons of God. Yeah. So we've not come into our full manifestation. We've not really come into the picture of who we truly are. Mm. So I think there is a necessity. That's one of the reasons why we've been shying away okay. from politics. Okay. Yeah. So my next question is, um, why should we, especially Christian youth, since that's the people we are addressing, why yeah. should Christian youth participate in political activities, yeah. whether as um, candidates, yeah. like vying for a position, mm. or as voters too? Okay. Well, uh, one of the reasons why we should is because, um, if not us, who else? 
if not us who else i think that's that's one of the reasons if not us yes i was speaking of christians says that will, but here a chosen generation mm-hmm. a royal priesthood a peculiar people mm-hmm. called out of darkness to show forth his marvelous light the world is growing people are groping in darkness nations are groping in darkness mm-hmm. institutions are groping in darkness we need technocrats we need uh we need we need innovators to mm-hmm. rise up and come into their true ordination mm-hmm. you get so it's it's it behoves upon us. It behoves upon us at such a time as this to rise up as the saviors mm. of their nation. Moses had it had zeal for his people. Yeah. And if if he, I I think Moses' zeal for his people was a pointer to the fact of what he was called to do. Was a pointer to the fact that he was a liberator. Mm-hmm. He was a savior for his own people. Mm. And but but one of the things he lacked was, and that is where many of us are getting it from. Mm. One of the things Moses lacked was Moses lacked the technical know-how to go mm. about that 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 liberating course. Mm. So you could see him out of zeal, he went and he killed an Egyptian. Yeah. So many of us, if if, if we do not come into the proper come into a proper perspective and, and understanding of the call upon our lives, we would truncate destiny even before its time. Mm-hmm. You get so it's more necessary. There has been no better time for Christians to go into politics. If you look back through history, even let's not even look into the Bible yet. But if you look through back, if you look back through history, the likes of Abraham Lincoln mm. were Christians. Yeah, who led, who brought an end to slave trade and and, and brought about um, the declaration of in the United States of America. Emancipation, declaration of emancipation. You get, you 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 look back through history, you see the likes of Martin Luther King Jr., mm. who led, who was the father of the civil rights movement at yeah. a delicate and desperate time in the history of Americans. Mm. He was a reverend father, a clergyman. He used his platform and he he brought about a change so that many laws were enacted. The Civil Rights Act of um, was in nineteen fifty eight or so, and so many, so many, so many, so many examples. So. Society is groping in darkness, and many a times we have the proper perspective. Yeah. We have the proper perspective of how things should be done. We have that heart of love for the people because leadership leadership is all about love. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And once the head is bad, the body would suffer. Mm-hmm. And and more so, the Bible still speaking says that when the righteous are in power, the people will rejoice. Yeah. So, so, so the Bible says, still talking of the righteous, that the righteous is as bold as a lion. Mm. See, leadership is a thing of courage. Mm. Because, and I, I will use Nigeria as a case study. Yeah. Many of the issues facing Nigeria today, insecurity, economic downturn, inflation, mm-hmm. and, and the likes, would require a man that has courage mm. to approach them. Mm. And no better man, no better man than a man who carries within him the the life of God carries within him the ordinances of God, so it's it's a delicate time in our history, and it's a time where many Christians should rise up and come into their ordination. Okay. So it's if not if not Christians who else? Well, so, okay. Uh, my next question is um, so now that we know why, mm. how do we get involved and not compromise our beliefs? What roles are we supposed to play mm-hmm. in politics? Okay. Uh, I think the first thing I would say, the first, you know, in the book of Habakkuk, the Holy Spirit was speaking through the prophet, and he said something that I will set myself and watch to hear what he will say unto me. 
and I'll write it down upon the tables and run with it. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing we need to do is we need to set ourselves down at his feet mm-hmm. and hear of him what he would have us do. It's not, uh, in as much as we are talking about affirmative action, mm-hmm. it's not just something to approach with, with, yes. with, with, with uh, aggression mm-hmm. and uh, without knowledge because you shipwreck, mm-hmm. you make shipwreck. Because these issues are issues that are interwoven. There are so many idiosyncrasies involved in, in, in the state, in the current state we found ourselves in. So it will take a man who has more than mere human knowledge, mm-hmm. human philosophies, to approach them. So I think the first step would be to get counsel from God and okay. set ourselves down and, and start engaging ourselves in the part of personal development, mm. understanding what politics involves, understanding what leadership involves. Because you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. You can't, no matter how much you, you'd like to, you can't give what you don't have. And after we've, we've developed ourselves personally, we must begin to know what leadership, this leadership we, we intend to delve into is all about, what is politics that we intend to delve into is all about. Because in as much as we want to, we're righteous people, there is a way politics is played. Mm. You get, there are power brokers involved. There are differences that you'd have to meet. There are intrigue cases. And it's a thing of inclusion. One of the biggest problems we're having today is that Nigeria is in need, is seeking for inclusion. So you have to understand what each party wants at this, at every point in time. Okay. So it, it, we have to go back to the drawing board and begin to develop capacity mm. along those lines. Get involved in grassroots politics wherever in your communities. Mm-hmm. Become card-carrying members of your various political parties. Attend meetings mm. of your various community development organizations. Mm-hmm. Sell yourself out to them. Sell yourself out to them. It's, it's usually said that he who pays the piper calls the tune. Mm. So when you begin to sit with a particular people, it was Nelson Mandela of Blessed Memory who said that you might speak to me, when you speak to me in your own language, it goes to my head. But when you speak to me in a language I understand, it goes to my heart. Mm-hmm. And it is what has an influence upon a man's heart that is able to... to trigger change in a man's life and then in the long run trigger change in the society at large so we need to go back to the drawing board and get involved in grassroots politics understand what it's all about become pvc carriers mm. not just talkers alone you, you see the the current movement of obedience uh, is suffering from one um, one one syndrome and is the syndrome of political apathy. You have very many people making who are social media um, enthusiasts yeah. and political enthusiasts on social media. But when it comes to the real deal, when the shots <laughs> are down, when the chips are down, mm. you don't find them at the polling units. Yeah. And even if they eventually find their way to the polling units, they do not have the patience of waiting to cast their votes. Mm. They do not have the patience of waiting to see if their votes will be counted or mm. not. So these are very very there are so much so many issues there are mm-hmm. so many things that we need to start doing we need to start engaging ourselves as young people as we're doing now in sensitizations in orientation programs mm-hmm. and letting ourselves know that know what politics is all about know mm-hmm. what um, it involves know what is required of us our civic responsibilities yeah. as citizens of the nation you get because mm-hmm. we we owe the state a duty we owe it a duty as much as we owe posterity a duty. Mm. So um, those I, I think those are some of the few things in my mind 
that um, if, if, if we could attend to would go a long way in triggering the change that we, we, we want to see. Because very many people, very many Christians especially, just talk and do not actually know what politics involves. Mm. You get yeah. so we we need to start addressing those issues okay. and like just like the forthcoming elections are here, it's not just a question of talking about um, votes have been wasted. Mm-hmm. People casted their votes and it was wasted. Did you cast a vote? Mm. One vote can make a difference. Mm. One vote can turn things. One vote can upset the greatest and most favorable candidate mm. who might not be the right candidate for mm-hmm. the state at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. So, um, I think due to the failed society and um, failed system, yeah, um, a lot of people, as you said, have this political apathy. Yeah, so how do you think we can deal with political apathy? Because a lot of us are experiencing that. Because when you ask, when you tell people, Oh, why didn't you get your PVC? they'll tell you that, um, that even if I get it, mm. will my vote even count, yeah. even though they will say, like, um, your vote counts, but some people just don't believe it. A mm. lot of people don't believe it. So how yeah. can we, like, get past political apathy? Uh, yeah. uh, political apathy is, um, I, I, I wouldn't like to give people excuses for being, uh, for political apathy, but I think one of the ways we can overcome political apathy is by allowing the vistas of people's minds to be open okay. to the reality of things. If change does not roll in on the wheels of inevitability, okay, change does not roll in because it has to roll in. Mm. If people have to become tired and angry with their present circumstances, mm. and then what? Vote for change. Mm. Sue for change. So the first thing, the first step I, I would say is that the political, the electorate needs to be reorientated about need a reorientation okay. about what politics involves. You get mm-hmm. like you voted last year and your candidate didn't win. It's not a do or die affair. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a long term journey. Okay, let me just say the joy of every farmer is and let me use this analogy. Okay. The joy of every farmer is not in the fact that he's able to eat of the fruits he has, of the fruits from the tree he planted, but that others are able to come after him and eat of that. Mm tree again mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's a marathon mm. the journey we are on the political uh, journey we are on is a political marathon where we are every year we must be willing regardless of how things turn out again yeah. people quit because they lose hope in the state mm-hmm. but i think the idea should not be losing hope in the state. You can't lose hope in the state. Lose hope in the people. It's okay for you to lose hope in the people mm. that run the state, but not the state itself. The state mm. is not at fault. Mm. It's the people who run the state that have made the mistake. Mm. So we have to come back to that political consciousness that this state has not failed. It's the people who have run it that have failed. Yeah. And so far as there is a democracy in place, so far as we still have the power of our vote in place, so far as we still have the power of the ballot mm. in our favor, we can step out there in the next four years and then vote in the change we want mm. to see. So one of the ways that we can overcome political party that we must begin to see it as a marathon. Mm. If my candidate, if the candidate you feel uh, would bring the change to bear does not win this year, go again, <laughs> go again. We are. I'm, I'm a sports enthusiast, so I understand what it means to lose and what it means to win because 
even today my team lost <laughs> but that does not mean i will stop going out to watch them and root for them uh-huh. i will still go out so we must come into that consciousness of rooting for the state mm. yeah you get mm-hmm. so when we begin to root for the state we will take we divert our attention from the failings and the shortcomings of those who run the state mm. of those who say who who have the say so in the state mm. so we must take our eyes away from them okay. okay we need to take our eyes away from them and focus on the betterment of the state if we begin to do that we'll discover that come what may and most definitely our change is going to come mm. yeah our change is going to come but it's going to take it's a long walk to freedom like mandela once mm. said yeah, it's a long walk to freedom so we, we must be tenacious and we must be determined to ensure that we see it come to pass in our time even if it's not in our time it should definitely come to pass in the time of uh, our children or yeah. our children's children mm-hmm. but I, i'm hoping i'm believing that in my time by the mm. time i would um, have begun to bear children mm-hmm. would have begin began to see the fruits of the labors that were sown in time past mm. and um it's not um it's not the thing of um it's a thing where that requires uh spiritual insight to mm. in the sense that we need to begin to rise and pray mm. for the state because Bible speaking says righteousness exalts the nation, mm-hmm. but sin is a reproach to any people. Yeah. So we must begin to uh, stand at the gate, stand in the gap, mm-hmm. and pray for the state mm-hmm. to ensure that we push out, push back the hand of darkness and exalt the horn of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I just want to ask this question. I think. And we have seen some leaders come in as um, Christians. Mm. And I don't know, for some reason, it's like they have not been able to, as you say, like break through that darkness. So, because I was talking to somebody and the person was like, he thinks that if, um, because you know that the people in politics have hands in um, like dubious things and they are like deep into it. And so if you come as a Christian and you're a passive Christian, you will not really... Um, do anything because those people are like deeper in that thing they are doing and so how do you think we can like arm ourselves better as Christians to be able to successfully push back darkness okay. I think um, one of the ways I'll, I'll say so is that you know, Paul speaking he begged, he begged Christians he said I beseech you therefore brethren that you present yourselves as a living sacrifice holy Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your work, most reasonable service. service. So that that's 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 all that man. Once man is in tune, is in alignment with where he gained his origin from, mm. he every other thing becomes a, a, a becomes a walkover. Mm. Again. So I think many of us we need to go back there and we need to offer ourselves to God and allow His counsels find expression through us. Mm-hmm. In Jeremiah 29 11, the Bible speaking says that for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Mm-hmm. So we must be patient and understand that His thoughts for us are good. Mm-hmm. So that would aid us in offering ourselves to Him as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. A living sacrifice has no choice, has no say mm-hmm. in what in what um, the one standing over him has to say. Yeah. So when we approach it that way, 
we become we, we, we now understand that we die to certain things because the path of personal development that I was talking about is a mm. path where you die to yourself mm. to you die to personal aggrandizement mm. because these people who have brought us to where we are today who have eaten of our national patrimony yeah. are people who at one point in time of their development fail to deal with certain things in their lives mm. fail to deal with certain excesses certain proclivities mm within them and they found themselves in a leadership position where those things were made available to them money was made available mm. bribes were made available and what have you mm. their power was made available yeah, yeah. so it's it, it all behoves on you as an individual mm -hmm. personal development is key along the lines where you you need to be stronger and wherever God is taking you to, he most definitely builds you along those lines. Mm. He builds you along the lines of your destiny. So you need to be more, we need to be watchful. We need to pray and watch. We need to pray and watch and develop ourselves along the lines. School properly, if that's... Because you see situations where national figures, people in power of position, are being questioned as touching their educational certificates. Mm. It's, it's it's appalling, yeah. I beg to say. It's yeah. appalling. That has to be the case. So we, we need to go back and attend to ourselves. Go back. We need to go back to the quarry sites and mm. mine ourselves. Mm. Mine every gifting within us and bring it to manifestation. And as we take the center stage and the light shines upon us, there, mm. will, be, there will be an illumination mm before the nations okay yeah. okay thank you for this talk it was very enlightening i also okay. have learned things and i hope the people listening to will learn a lot from listening to this so thank you for being on the safe basement thank you for having me yeah i'm pleased to be here okay. it was an honor actually mm. so you guys should share with your friends and subscribe to um, the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tell your friends to listen so that we can all be enlightened about politics. So thank you guys for listening.